Getting worse is a good thing. It is a good thing. <laughs> because it's, right. Yeah. Because it's, the worse it gets, the better the opportunities are going to be. Welcome to the Morning Stand-Up Podcast, where we come together to share ideas, talk strategy, and discuss all things post-acute care with your hosts, Nick Haluski and Brian McNeil. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Morning stand-up. The morning stand-up. Hey, Nick. How's it going? It's great, Brian. How are you? Good, good, good. We have a couple things going on in the world today. A lot of things. There is. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, it could cause panic. It could cause anxiety. It could cause questions amongst not only ourselves, but our staff members as well. Yeah. So th- we were talking this morning, three things that probably are three top things right now that are going on in our life around us that could cause anxiety. Yeah. There's a little bit of anxiety and I, I, I'm a big believer. I used to be afraid of flying. I still do get afraid of flying a little bit. Yeah. Oh, sure. And I'm a big believer in you are afraid of what you don't know. So I've done a bunch of research on flying and has it helped? (laughs) Yeah, no, it has. Honestly, it has. Um, If you want to know, more than 98% of all airplane crashes happened in the first and last two minutes. So (laughs) if you're going to be anxious, just be anxious during takeoff and landing. Right. Uh, Turbulence is nothing. Nothing. Right. There's never been a plane in history that was brought down because of turbulence. Okay. Um, Watching them stress test planes is anxiety inducing, but you realize just how much planes can actually take anyways yeah so i'm a big believer in kind of getting to to understand things Mm -hmm. and hopefully as we were talking earlier hopefully this serves as that but there's just a lot going on and interest rates are rising and there's inflation and people see the stock market going up and down maybe they have a 401k or maybe they just have some stocks Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a lot to navigate Mm -hmm. and you kind of get to the point where you're like well what does this have to do with me and then you start seeing news articles about Brookdale, which is the largest senior living company in the country looking for a buyer or, um, you know, projections from our association saying home health agents, 50% of home health agencies will go out of business if cuts are approved or skilled nursing facility. Like what's going on? Like, why, why are we here? Mm -hmm. What happened? What, what kind of precipitated this? And, uh, I like talking about this stuff. So hopefully it's not too boring, but just kind of wanted to explain the market dynamics of where we're here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So here's my first question. Okay. Do you know what inflation is? Yeah. Uh, inflation, from what I understand, means that I will be paying more for things in the grocery store. Uh-huh. But yeah. <laughs> how or why that comes about? So the textbook definition is too many dollars chasing too few goods. Too many dollars. So th- here's, here's an example. Think of it like this. Okay. When you were in college... What was your, what was the like, ideal date night for you? Um, like me personally or just generally speaking? Just you personally. Ideal. Or with a date, unless yeah. you and your wife. Yeah. Ideal date night would be like a dinner. How much did it cost? Um, probably about, let's see, 12 bucks a person. So 20, 20, 25 bucks. Okay. 20, 25 bucks. So if you go on a nice date night now, yeah. you're no longer in college. Oh, you're right. How much do you spend? 50. Okay. 50. Whoa. So that's lifestyle inflation. That's like double. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, imagine if you will, that Uh over time your purchasing power of your dollar goes down. Whoa. Right. So the price of things, relatively speaking, go up over time. Uh Um, the dollar menu, you can't get as much as you used to be able to at McDonald's. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. Oh, you know what's funny? So I took my kids to Wendy's, right? Okay. And it's 
been, uh, admittedly, it's been a minute since I've been to Wendy's, uh, but the Frosties are amazing and always have been and always will be. Uh, so I pull up to the Wendy's. They got this new like menu style. So immediately I'm going like, hey, where's that junior cheeseburger deluxe? <laughs> 99 cents. You know, where's that value meal? You know, doesn't even exist anymore. No, there's no value no. meal anywhere at Wendy's. So, okay. So you in college and you now, I mean, again, that's lifestyle inflation. That's yeah. not necessarily okay, so uh, monetary lifestyle. inflation, but mm-hmm. basically since 2008, money has been incredibly cheap. Okay. And by that, I mean, look at, for an example, the mortgage yeah. rates. Right. Uh, historically speaking, mortgages have been between 6 and 7%. But when the financial crisis happened in 2008, the Federal uh-huh. Reserve lowered interest rates. Mm-hmm. And so on average, people now are, are spending 2 3 4%. Yeah. They've locked in mortgages over that period of time. Mm-hmm. Historically speaking, that was way cheaper than it had ever been. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And so because the Fed decreased the cost of borrowing money, Mm-hmm. And it made money cheap. Mm-hmm. It was the economic engine that allowed a lot of companies to expand and grow. Right. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Again, back to the mortgage example. Yeah. Let's say that in the year 2000, mortgage rates were 8%. Okay. And so you're looking at a million dollar house. Okay. Just quick, yeah, quick yeah. easy, dirty math. Sure. $80,000 a year in interest, let's say. That's oh, not how it works, but yeah. let's just say yeah, yeah, $80,000 sure. a year. Right. Um, two years ago, interest mm-hmm. rates were 3%. Right. Right. So that million dollar house is now only $30,000 a year in interest. Okay. So that house has become relatively speaking a lot cheaper. So what happens? People can now afford more house where maybe I could only afford, I don't know, $30,000 a year in interest. Right. 20 years ago that, that only could buy me a $500,000 house. But Uh, when interest rates were 3%, now all of a sudden I can afford a million dollar house. Right. So there's price creep that happens because you're making it so cheap for people to borrow money. Okay. Add on top of that during the pandemic, the Federal Reserve printed a ton of money and told us to stay home. So <laughs> we became flush with cash, right? And so uh-huh. we, skilled nursing facilities, home health hospice, for example, we see this firsthand. We got money pumped into the system. And what happened? All of a sudden, we're competing for clinicians. And what are we doing? We're paying that money. We're spending that money. So wages all of a sudden have gone out of control right? The, the amount of money that we're spending on people has become out of control because we have, we're flush with cash. We can now compete on dollars. So the price mm-hmm. goes up, right? Okay. So, so it's not necessarily that people's value quote unquote has, has gotten higher for RN services, CNA services, physical therapy services. Uh-huh. There's a lot of cash that was pumped into the system okay. that has allowed us to pay more money. Okay. All right. So are you keeping up with you right now? Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of cash that was pumped in. And how does that happen? Why does the treasury... What, what triggers, because cash is so cheap, we all want it because it's so cheap. And well, so therefore they, well, during the pandemic, how it happened is you got it deposited in your bank account. True. Okay. Right. And, okay. and yeah. if you're a facility or your home health agency, mm-hmm. you got cares money deposited, sure. right. Or you got COVID money deposited. Right. Um, so that's, yeah, we have a lot of excess cash that's in the system and you can see studies and reports that say, Hey, the average, um, savings rate. Mm-hmm. In the United States, hit all time high during the pandemic. Oh, okay. And now we're burning through our savings, yeah. and you're seeing our credit card usage yeah. go up, right? So we're right. kind of at this inflection point where we don't really have the savings anymore. Our credit card usage is going back to normal mm-hmm. uh, spend. But so the Fed is looking at this, and they say we hate inflation. And the reason we hate inflation is because wages don't necessarily rise as quickly as prices mm-hmm. do. But if they start to, then we get in this wage price price spiral. And this this happened in the '70s where. Prices go up, wages go up to match it. Prices go up even more, wages go up to match oh. it. And so all of a sudden the purchasing power of your dollar, right. let's say you're a Medicare beneficiary or you're on social security, 
and you're on a fixed income, you, you can't live anymore, right? Th- those individuals yeah. who are on in retirement, they get hit the hardest. And so the Fed hates inflation and they want to get rid of it. And they have stated they will do anything to get rid of inflation. Mm-hmm. S- even if that means triggering a recession, even if that means making the economy Dude, almost like a reset. Or yeah. yeah. Um, and so they now are raising interest rates. Okay. Interest rates at the beginning of the year that the Fed had mm-hmm. were less than 1%. Wow. They're currently at three and a half percent. Okay. They want to get to 5% by the end of the year. Right. Now that that's, that's, that's Bible. Like They've that's said that. Written, They've that's, stated it. Wow. Yep. And so you've seen what's happened in mortgage rates. So what, yeah. What would that translate to mortgage rates? If so mortgage Fed... rates about a year ago were 3%. Yeah. They're currently 7%. Projected to then go to eight, They could go to eight. Yeah. They could go to eight. If 9%. the Fed interest rate goes up. Yeah. Five. Because what the Fed has said is we will do whatever it takes to get inflation under control. And so the way the markets are interpreting this right now is any good news is bad news. And by that, I mean, if a jobs re- report comes out yeah. and job growth has gone up. Yeah, which I think it has, right? It did. The, the, yeah, it did go yeah. up just this month. Yeah. Well, the market's like, well, crap. Now the Fed's <laughs> going to have to do even more to bring that down, right? No way. Because, wow. so our unemployment rate mm-hmm. is the lowest it's ever been. Correct. Ever. Right. Yeah. Right. So what that means is it's really hard to hire people. Everybody's fully employed. Okay. So what the Fed is trying to do is they're trying to bring those people who have been on the sidelines since the mm-hmm. pandemic, who have had savings sure, right. back into the economy. Mm-hmm. And how do they do that? Ah, well, they're going to have to hammer them with into a recession interest rates, yeah. with interest rates. Yeah. It kind of sucks. It kind of okay. sucks. But, okay. But that's what we're seeing. But that's, that's what, what we're seeing. seeing yeah. Right. Uh, okay. And so what's translating in those things uh, into like affecting us is we are seeing higher gas prices. Because okay. of all the money that's in the system, mm-hmm. we are seeing um, people who maybe didn't want to be in the job that they were in take a break, CNAs, RNs, mm-hmm. LPNs, because now they've got all this cash in the bank. Uh, and uh, and the Fed you. is looking at this and they're they're saying, how do we fix this problem, right? How do we, yeah. fi- how do we fix the issues that are kind of currently in front of us? So they're, mm-hmm. raising, they're raising now interest rates. And what interest rates do is it makes money more expensive to borrow. Right. And I think up to this point in my life, really, I've only worried about interest rates with a mortgage, you know, and just give a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what your interest rate on your credit card is uh, right now? No, but I would venture to say it's probably in the twenties. Cause aren't they typically in the 20% range? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you have good credit, 17 to 20%, okay. right. Uh-huh. And so that same range now, uh-huh. because of these rise in interest rates is like 25 to 30%. So credit card interest. Whoa. Credit okay, card okay. straight to go. You should look at your bill. They're variable. They're not fixed. <laughs> no, they are variable, my friend. You should look at your balance. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and see what your wow. what your new APR is. Okay. Um, mortgages, obviously, that's something that people look at. Th- those rates have gone up dramatically. Yeah, correct. It's correct. it's insane. It's at, it's actually the least affordable time in the last 40 years to buy a house. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. just because the home prices have Home prices have gone up. They haven't, yeah, they yeah. haven't come down quite yet. Again, and it makes sense why home prices have gone up. If people have more cash mm-hmm. and interest rates are so low that they can borrow. Oh, right. We're buying homes. Then we're buying houses, assets. right? Yeah, exactly. We're assets. So, yeah. and you've seen that stock prices have gone up, home prices mm-hmm. have gone up, assets of any kind have gone up because money has been so cheap they can buy it. Got it. So, what the Fed is okay. trying to do is make money not cheap anymore, mm-hmm. but that's going to induce some pain. So, we're going to see those asset prices now come down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. So, in our industry, we're talking about like purchasing assets. So, thus, that would explain why over the past, say, 
10 years or so companies have grown and built yep. new properties or acquired. There's been a lot of acquisitions and yep. just because the cost of cash is cheap and let's increase our balance sheet. Yeah. Cost of capital has been really cheap. Got it. And what's going to be interesting in the next year, two, three years is to see what happens to these companies yeah. that have gone and taken out a ton of debt. Okay. The vast majority of the debt that they take on, hopefully you lock in a, a an interest rate that doesn't move. But sure. the vast majority of the debt that they're taking on are variable, variable rates and they're going to move in tandem with the federal funds rate. So if these companies went out and bought companies or facilities or mm -hmm. real estate or whatever, thinking, okay, this is what my debt service is going to be. Yeah. 15% of my net income will go to debt servicing. Uh -huh. Well, now they're looking and it's 40% of their net income Jeez. is going to debt servicing. Wow. So any hiccup all of a sudden puts you in a really precarious position. Mm -hmm. Do you have covenants with the bank? Are you going to get capital called? What's going to happen? Um, while at the same time, they're seeing wages go up. They're seeing yeah. cost of goods go up. So it's kind of like this double whammy. But again, the Fed wants this to happen so they can bring down inflation. Otherwise, inflation honestly is worse than inducing a recession. So yeah. Help me on. Okay. So I guess that my, where my naiveness is probably the greatest is inflation. Yeah. So, I mean, is that, so the cost of goods would, so the, my dollar power, power of the dollar decreases. So I'm having to use more dollars to purchase a loaf of bread. Say, right. For example. Yep. So what is it? So inflation, why is that bad? Yeah, I guess back to like, okay, inflation. Um, so countries that experience a, a ton of inflation, we hear about like Greece. Is that what happened to like Greece? Venezuela, Venezuela Greece, right? okay. Italy. Yep. Well, yeah, they're like, their currency's nothing, right? Yeah, but their I currency guess. gets totally devalued. So but, what happens? So how do you get to that point again? Sorry, like so inflation. No, it's, it's a good question. Yeah. So typically the Fed wants to have inflation at between 1% and 2%. Okay. That is predictable. each year prices are increasing 1% to 2%. Each year prices increase 1% to 2%. Okay. It just okay. is what it is. Sure. Think of it as you're like matching the, the growth of the population population. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. So prices go up, mm -hmm. uh, as your population goes up as well. Okay. The problem, if it gets to 8% mm -hmm. is not on its face that 8% is bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, 8% is hard because yeah. now your, your money is worth 8% less. Mm -hmm. But if prices go up 8%, then all of a sudden you've got people, especially at the, at the low end, I mean, the economically most vulnerable. Yeah who can't afford an 8% increase okay. in their rent or their groceries sure, or sure. their phone bill or their car bill. Right. Mm -hmm. And so how do they make ends meet? Well, they've got to see an increase in their wages. Okay. Right. Well, wages then increase, mm -hmm. which then allows people to pass that on to the consumers. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I'm Amazon and I just increased wages 20%, what am I going to do? Yeah. Price of goods. And I'm going to raise or, my prices. Yeah. Right. Because right. I'm not, I'm not just going to out of the goodness of my heart, Eat it, right? Eat it. No, prices are going to go up as well. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is this wage price spiral happens where prices go up, wages go up in tandem, mm -hmm. and then prices go up even more. So then wages have to come up even more, mm -hmm. if, that, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you're not controlling it in the 1% to 2% range, it can get out of hand really okay. quickly. So the interest rates is just a mechanism, a lever that the to Fed crush can, it. to pull... So that we can bring down inflation. Yeah, which it's is a crazy. very blunt instrument that they have, but yeah. it's really the only instrument that because they have. Because it basically just stops purchasing like instantly, basically. Yeah, it stops yeah. well, it stops these companies. Okay. Which then trickles down obviously to their employees. But it also affects car loans, it affects credit card loans, mm -hmm. it affects mortgage rates, it affects uh personal loans that you're taking out from the bank. So I mean there's a bunch of other things that it affects, if you, especially if you have a variable loan. But mm -hmm. they're trying to slow down the economy because right now it is so hot 
There is no, if I'm a company, I'm looking for workers right now. If you're a worker, you're in the best position you've ever been in. Sure. Right. But that's not necessarily a good position for the economy. So by doing this in the long run, it will start to drive down prices where they want it to. It's not that it will drive down prices. It'll stop the rate at which prices are growing. Okay. Okay. So I don't want to see prices grow 10% every single year. I want to see them grow one to 2%. So we're like, we're stuck with this 8% inflation, right? We printed trillions of dollars. We are where we are, but we don't want to see it continuing to escalate. And so what the fed is trying to do is kind of rein that in right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so there raises a lot of questions. What's going to happen. Yeah. Right. How is it going to affect these operators? How's it going to affect these companies that have debt on their balance sheets? And we know that we're, we're going to see some sell. We're going to probably see some declared bankruptcy. We're probably going to see some stop growing. Yeah. Um, but because it's already started to happen. I mean, again, Brookdale, yeah. they've been a troubled company for a while. Mm-hmm. So to see them announce that they're looking for a buyer makes sense because their debt servicing probably gotcha. is out of this world. Gotcha. This which would make, right. Which is one very good explanation why a large yeah. company, the largest, you know, long assisted living, I think. Yeah. Assisted living. Long-term care company. Long-term yeah, care assist, company yeah. Assisted living. They used to have home health and hospice. They sold that off a few years ago. Yeah. They were selling off assets at the height of the market. So you knew that they were in trouble. Okay. So now that they're right. looking for a buyer, in this current market. I mean, they just, they see the writing on the wall. Sure. Sure. Hmm. Okay. So this is good. Is that too boring? <laughs> no, no, no. So this is good. This is good information. I think it's, it's good to help. Yeah. Bring in that knowledge. Like what you were saying, like, Hey, let's get knowledgeable about what's going on. Um, I think that, you know, putting the head in the ground or burying our head in the ground, you know, not the, no, the best not tactic be right now. It's not going to be good. So the more we can get educated on what's going on, the better we can explain it to our staff members you know, potentially those around us and help them guide us through. So, I mean, keys to get through this. Well, the, so I'll just say the double whammy for our spaces, mm-hmm. even though prices have gone up like crazy, mm-hmm. our reimbursement hasn't. Wow. Right. right. Okay. Sure. So yeah. Employees are like, Hey, inflation, my cost of living in this market has gone up 8%. Yeah. Well, our rates haven't gone up 8%. Our rates have gone up. I mean, we just got the announcement, like I think what, three and a half percent, four percent that we're going up. Yeah. Like still, we're not even matching inflation. Right. So we're in a, we're in a, we're in a difficult. Mm. Well, and some of us, I think are facing cuts. Not, I mean, let yeah. alone home health has a proposed cut on the board, right. which they're projecting 50% of agencies are going to go out of business because mm. of it. Um, even the, the rate increase that we're getting, for, let's just say it's a 4% rate increase, is mm. still half of what inflation is. Mm-hmm. So it just, it makes it really difficult for us. I, not only rates, um, but penalties, uh, yep. civil monetary penalties. We just saw this out of New Jersey where they're wanting to propose this plan to basically slap the hand of one star facilities with increased penalties to motivate them to get out of that rut of being a one star facility. Yeah. Um, so not, so if maybe our rates aren't, you know, decreasing, but we're seeing penalties come out, which are going to cost companies a lot of money. So, so here's some of my predictions. Okay. I think we'll see over the next one to two years, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of consolidation. Okay. We'll see companies going out of business, coming for sale, Mm -hmm. selling on the market because they, they're in a difficult financial position. Maybe they've, I mean, think about it in your own personal life, right? If you don't have three to six months of savings, and all of a sudden somebody loses a job, mm-hmm. um, what are you gonna, your yeah. house is going to get foreclosed on, right? Correct. Yeah, we saw that. <laughs> we did. Yeah, right. We did. Years ago. And, yeah. and the same thing's going to happen with businesses, especially healthcare mm-hmm. businesses here. If you, know, if you don't have a cash cushion and your cost of capital start, starts going up and you're already highly levered, you're going yeah. out of business and you're going to have to sell. 
So I think we'll see a lot of consolidation Mm -hmm. in the market, which will be interesting. I think we'll start to see some of the larger players scale back on their growth efforts. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 Uh, And if you're an operator, it might be a really good opportunity just to, you should always have your operations buttoned up, but like really focus on being lean and mean and having your operations buttoned up because even though it's going to be really hard over the next one to two years, Mm -hmm. there's also going to be a lot of opportunity. True. Right. Like these time periods we know in 2008, when the, Mm -hmm. when the last financial crisis happened, companies like Airbnb, Uber, Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook went public around that period. Like these are, uh, Snapchat, they were born in that time period. Right. And so a lot of companies are born Mm-hmm. in the difficulties and it's actually, yeah. it's not a bad thing, but, yeah. um, we see these cycles in our industry. We see, unfortunately all the time, these boom and bust cycles. Yeah. And if you've overextended yourself, you're going to be in a really difficult position. Yeah. And I liked what you said. So us as operators, so how can we, what, what's the best moves we can make for ourselves? And I think is, yeah, get this reputation for being the lean. I mean, I like, I like what you said, just sitting back and not taking action and just hoping that this is all just going to resolve itself is not a tactic that we no. need to be taking right now. And so no, and keep yourself educated. Yeah. Know where the markets are, understand what's driving them. Mm-hmm. Try to try your best to just high level, understand what's happening and react accordingly. If you can make an adjustment one to two months before mm-hmm. you have to make an adjustment, you're going to be in a much better position because do you know what just came to mind? Sorry, is the moving of leaders. So in the in the position I'm in of, of looking at, you know, if we have some opportunities in a facility to get some leadership, you know, so five years ago for folks to kind of move around, the the market was hot, and it, you know, they, oh yeah, absolutely, you know that. But we're I have almost seen a come to a standstill of leaders yeah. who are out of state. So say you're in some of these states where you need leadership, um, you know, that there isn't maybe at the big of the population. Uh, it is hard to get anyone to move now out of where they currently are into, um, you know, That's to fill some of these needs because now they're in a position where like, I can't sell my house or oh, totally. it's too expensive to buy a new house and right. rents have gone. It isn't it. So we so have, you've seen that as you're trying to recruit I've, people. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, that I'm just not in a position to move is becoming a, a very common response now. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what's what we right. just talked about is kind of driving it. Yeah. This inflation, these rate changes, mm-hmm. and it's not going to go away anytime soon. I mean, we'd like to think it's going to go away in the next six months, but this will probably be a dynamic we have to navigate for the next year or two. Wow. Okay. Key points. These are times of chaos in, in, in the industry, not only our own industry, but just the economic chaos. These sometimes are time. These are times. They're always times for opportunity. Yes. These are times for opportunity. If you mm-hmm. can be smart and take advantage mm-hmm. of them. And if you've positioned yourself well, yeah. Um, and even if you haven't, there'll still be a time for opportunity. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, right. if, if the company folds and it right. gets sold, it's still going to be a new opportunity for somebody. Yeah. Right. True. Um, right. And I think that's the perspective that you're going to have to keep over the next year or two is there's going to be a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty. Mm. Mm. Uh, and so there's going to be a lot of reasons to fear, but right. uh, if you understand that this is a cycle, this happens all the time, yeah. these boom and bust cycles, mm-hmm. And you can weather the storm, mm-hmm. you're going to come out of it stronger. And if, you, if you're looking to take advantage of opportunities while things are at their scariest, yeah, it's going to pay off dividends for you down the road. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Well, I will say that honestly, I feel like I'm a little bit better off as a person. I'm a better person now after our conversation than coming in before because I'm, I'm, I'm naive. And I think maybe that's also a, a lesson taken from here is 
um, I know that I've been naive to some of these things for the last couple of months and I'm just kind of thinking like, Oh, well surely it will just resolve itself. You know? Yeah. We didn't even talk about the war in Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> we just right. talked about like yeah. our own, yeah. but yeah, it, there's a lot th- these things will resolve themselves. It's just, do you want to be somebody who's reacting to them mm. or do you want to be somebody who's trying to be proactive about what's happening? I like it. I like and it. So, Hopefully the explanation that we talked about is helpful, but if it's not, or if it just spurred more questions, I mean, go to Wikipedia, go to YouTube, yeah. like just yeah. try Get to, educated. yeah, just try to understand what's coming and how to prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, well, I don't think it's doom and gloom. I, like, I don't, yeah, no, this no, isn't no. the great depression, but there is going to be some economic pain for sure. Correct. Like bring it to like, Hey, this is just what it is. This is what yeah. we're saying. This is what it is. Uh, understand some opportunities that could come from it. You come out of it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe right now today is not the time for you to overextend yourself and take on that new opportunity that has a lot of uncertainty, right? Maybe that's six months from now. Okay. Maybe it's at, maybe that's when Mm -hmm. things feel their scariest is like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is, this is the time to try to go gain market share. Sure. But I don't think, I don't think we've hit the bottom yet. I don't think we've hit because we know that the fed is going to continue to raise interest rates until they get inflation under control. We'll see this week. There's, there's some, this is the week. Yeah, there's CPI data coming out. There's new jobs data coming out. Um, so we'll, we'll see kind of how inflation is doing and whether or not these these interest rate hikes have really done anything to inflation. Yeah. If they haven't, then they're just going to get worse. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. It, getting worse is a good thing. It is a good thing. <laughs> because it's, right. Yeah. Because it's the worse it gets, the better the opportunities are going to be. For sure. That's right. Coming out of it. That's right. Well, good. No, thank you. I appreciate your time sitting down uh, with me. I appreciate your time, Um, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, If anything, helping me understand and being more aware of not, not playing life in the naiveness anymore with when it comes to inflation and interest rates and the feds really just get educated on it because it is reality. We're going to see and have to face. Just is what it is. Okay. Well, well, thank you, sir. Have a good week. You too. We'll see you guys. Oh, well, hey, before we wrap it up, oh, follow us, please. Follow us, feedback, everything. Um, LinkedIn, um, Facebook. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. That's right. iTunes. And I love the feedback. I love to hear your thoughts on this that we've been talking about today, inflation and interest rates and how you've seen you or your staff be affected by it. Yeah, we'd even love to hear feedback on what you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we have our own ideas on what you want to hear, but we'd love to hear. We from do. You. We actually do have a sort of uh, guest call. Hey, you want to be on the podcast? You have something that you feel is of value and to share to the audience? Let us know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exciting stuff going on. So get involved. We we appreciate uh, the involvement, and the engagement. Agreed. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. That concludes today's morning stand up. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode.